You're listening to the Dale Upright Show. All right, welcome everybody. Thank you for joining me. It is Thursday, November 16th. Our top stories tonight are New Hampshire defies Biden order, sets primary for January 23rd. U.S. court clears Trump for White House run. Candace Owens quotes Jesus. Ben Shapiro seethes and loathes. Nikki Haley wants to dox the internet. Turkey President Erdogan tells Israel, your end is near. Boeing expands missile factory amidst Israel-Hamas conflict. Joining me, as usual, tonight is Chief Executive Producer and Technician John. How are we doing tonight? Doing very well. Excited to be here, and that is one list of stories. Yeah, yeah, how about it? So our first two uh, stories are on the 2024 presidential race. And this uh, first story, the New Hampshire primary story, I actually just found about right before the show. Um, So it sounds like Biden wanted the the first uh, primary to be in South Carolina. And I think Biden performed pretty well in South uh, Carolina back in 2020, if I'm not mistaken. Is that right? I'm not. I believe so. Yeah, I believe they did pretty well in South Carolina. But uh I think that's when he kind of started to take uh, to take a, the lead back in 2020. Um, but it sounds like so New Hampshire actually has a law, a state law, to where they have to be the first um, primary By state. A week, if I'm not mistaken. By seven days, it looks like this article. So this article is from NBC News, and uh, and if you actually go down here, I'm going to read this uh, this third paragraph in this article by Emma Barnett. Um, It says the conflict between New Hampshire and national Democrats means Biden's name will be missing from the New Hampshire presidential primary ballot this year. So that is an interesting turn of events. I would say we've been talking about how um, it seems very likely that the Democrats are going to kick Biden to the curb and uh, that they could possibly be uh, setting up to run um, Gavin Newsom or Michelle Obama, and this just kind of confirms that uh, that theory or gives evidence towards that theory. Um, the DNC and the Democrats are kind of uh, starting to starting to turn on Biden. So interesting. Yeah, you can't tell me that they didn't know beforehand about this law. Right. Yeah, and it's uh, it seems interesting that that the Biden administration even tried to um, to change this, and it almost it almost seems a little weak. Um, like, like as if Biden knew that he wasn't going to perform very well in New Hampshire at all. And so he was like, no, no, give me South Carolina first so that everybody thinks I'm, I'm doing really well because they like me there. So. Well, why is he not on the, ba- like, they didn't go through process to put him on the ballot in New Hampshire, even if it wasn't going to be the first state to primary, like. Right. Yeah. It doesn't seem necessary that. Um, they would have to keep him off of the ballot just because they went against the Biden order, which I think it was um, more or less a suggestion um, that that they have the South Carolina primary first. But uh, according to New Hampshire state law, they, they have to be seven days before any other primary. And they're just going they're just keeping in line with their law, which was enacted in 1975 um, per this article. So. Um, but the fact that they're keeping Biden off of the ballot, um, it, it seems like no, that's... I just think they didn't go through the legal process to get him on the ballot. 
like the Biden administration didn't go yeah. through the legal process. So they were just like, they were like, well, we're not even going to bother with New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah, which is, is kind of mind boggling. So this all seems kind of like a scheme just to make sure um, it's not him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, uh, I, I, I uh, applaud Vivek for, um, in his closing statement in the last uh, debate, he was like, come on, Democrats, let's see. Tell us who your actual uh, uh, candidate is going to be, because we all know it's not going to be Biden. Um, so it definitely seems like things are heading that way. In our next story, we have here the headline out of RT, U.S. court clears Trump for White House run. A Michigan judge has ruled the ex-president can contest the Republican nomination rejecting an insurrection lawsuit by activists. So this is in Michigan, um, one of the key states. There is a um, trial. Uh, Trump is going through a trial right now in Colorado for uh, pretty much the same thing. Um, and so it's interesting to see Michigan ruling on this in Trump's favor. We'll see uh, what uh, the ruling is coming out of Colorado. But, uh, yeah, I mean, most people... Not putting Biden on ballot and trying actively to keep Trump off ballots, it really does seem like they do know what's coming. Yeah, yeah. This is, uh, you know, some people would call this uh, election meddling. Some people would call it election interference, you know. Um, just uh, the fact that they're trying they're trying to keep uh, Trump off of the ballots for this insurrection, which he was never, Trump has never been um, tried for insurrection. He's never been convicted of insurrection. The only time is when mainstream media pundits or politicians, the democratic politicians are just, are just, uh, you know, free balling it on, on, uh, interviews saying, Oh, the insurrection, the January 6th insurrection, you've never actually tried or convicted him of an insurrection. And so legally they can't, they can't do this. Although in Colorado, they're basically saying, well, we're going to go, we're going to proceed with this hearing anyway. Why would he call the national, try to call in the national guard if he was, actually trying to lead an insurrection right and why would nancy pelosi uh reject that call you know hmm i don't know it seems a little fishy to me yeah the ghost bands are pretty fishy too and i think more is going to be coming out about that yeah i am looking forward to see how some of these trump trials uh turn out you know i mean prayers are going out for the january 6th guys yeah yeah i know a lot of people have been uh thrown behind bars um for i mean they were completely peaceful, nonviolent protesters like Joe Biggs, Owen Schroyer, a bunch of uh, fairly, you know, fairly... Mario wasn't even there. Right, yeah, yeah, he wasn't even there. And they call him a white supremacist. That's that's the funniest thing. That's the funniest thing I think I've ever heard. It's like, man, you know, back in my day, white supremacists were white, you know? <laughs> that was like the base. Yeah, yeah. So in our next story, and this is kind of one of the one of the big breaking stories, um, you, you'll hear it a lot on uh, different different uh, podcasts and stuff. But Nikki Haley in a uh, in uh, about with uh, social media once uh, once everyone wants every social media company to force users to upload government ID in order to make a profile. So I've got two short videos of her. She was on an interview on Fox, and then this one, it looks like Ruthless uh, podcast. But uh, both of these are short, and she is basically 
um, advocating for the end of any anonymity online, right? So it's not bad enough that if you say things like boys are boys and girls are girls, that you'll get doxxed on, you know, Twitter or on Reddit and people will go after your job and this. But now there any any Internet anonymity, uh, Nikki Haley wants to take away. So we're going to check this video out. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Yeah, so the first part of that, I actually, uh, you know, I, I would consider, I'm not, I, I wouldn't say that. I don't think that the government should be forcing social media platforms to show their algorithm, but I do think that it would be good for social media platforms to show their algorithm if they have one. I mean, really, at the end of the day, it should just be like, you know, popular content as long as it's as long as it's lawful content. Um, you're not making threats or harassing people. Right. But there are already laws um, that you can't do that to people. So um, and otherwise, I think it should just be, uh, you know, just uh, trending, you know, uh, popular topics. But um, for these websites like YouTube and, uh, you know, other other uh, websites and uh, social media platforms that it seems like they they are obviously pushing far left agendas and degenerate agendas. It would be nice to see, but mm, I'm a small I think it might government. be a little proprietary. Yeah. Like I understand maybe having a little more oversight um, to actually get rid of said bots. Right. Um, but anonymous speech is. That is, uh, yeah, that's First Amendment, you know what I mean? And that's yeah, Fourth Amendment. And there's so many different, uh, you know, there's so many different things that that touches on. And uh, I've got another video. She doubled down on this. Um, but recently, I guess she's she's walked this back. Um, I heard today that she was saying, oh, this is mostly for foreign inter inter uh, intervening like Russian bots and Chinese bots, which I don't know. I think she's saying that because of all the pushback that she got, because here is another clip of her saying pretty much the exact same thing. And in this video, she references the government IDs that you would need to create an account. They need to verify every single person on their outlet because, and I want it by name, because when. What about you, Smug? Does he? Does he qualify? <laughs> I, I've provided them with my government. If, if, <laughs> if Smug is on your driver's license, then and look, you can put Smug in parentheses, but I want everybody's name. They need to verify. Yeah, so she wants everybody's name and she wants driver's license. Um, like I said, I, I guess today the she's gives those out. She has all of our names and all of our driver's license. They're in databases. If you want them, go get them. Well, and who are they kidding? I mean, the government's got your IP address anyway. It's like um, there's like I said, there's already laws on harassing people, on making threats. That's this is already stuff that's illegal online. So really, you know, the only thing that this would affect is political dissidents. The only mm -hmm. thing that this would effect is when you're saying when you're wrong thinking when you're saying things that the verboten topics that you shouldn't be talking about 
and we all know what those are. And I think she's kind of, tr- I think Nikki Haley is trying to play um, to the older, uh, the boomer con generation that, uh, you know, back, you know, I will say that uh, a lot of people are keyboard keyboard warriors right nowadays. Like you'll, you'll, you'll see people talking a bunch of smack online that there's no way that they would back it up um, in person. And, and I agree with that, that that's not necessarily a good thing. But no, but you should have the right to be able to do that. Yes, exactly. Exactly. If you want to be the biggest troll online, if you're not like pushing people to sell farm or anything like that, you should be able to go wild. Right. Yeah. The internet. It's it's freedom of speech, whether you like it or not. Freedom of yeah. speech only matters if you allow it for speech that you do not like. All right. And like I said, there's already laws against, uh, you know, threats of violence and harassment and stuff like that so we don't need this i think she's trying to play to the older generation and hopefully the older generation of conservatives will appreciate free speech and anonymity um more than you know the rough and tough uh stick by your guns and i agree you shouldn't be you shouldn't be uh you know talking a bunch of smack necessarily i don't use anonymity online all of my social media pla- uh social media accounts are my name but i still appreciate the fact that there are people out there i mean look at what happened to, to what was his name douglas Mackey. is that the guy's name i mean the, the guy, meme guy yeah the meme guy the yeah. meme guy got thrown in jail for making a meme I mean, how many people have lost their jobs because Democrats will sit there and they'll call and they'll dox you and they'll look up everything? And this is just going to make it easier. With the same meme trying to get Trump supporters to do the same exact thing Mackey did, and they're still live on Twitter now, and those people are not being arrested. Right. You won't see them get arrested either because we do not have that. We have a two tier justice system rules for thee and not for me. So. Our next story. This is a this is a big one in the conservative uh, political uh, commentary scene. Um, Candace Owens. I'm going to read her original tweet. Candace Owens and Ben Shapiro are kind of going through this uh, feud right now. For those who don't know, Ben Shapiro is basically the editor in chief of the um, outlet Daily Wire. Um, they do a bunch of news commentary. They got Matt Walsh. They got Michael Knowles. They also are starting to do movies, um, like we talked about the Snow White movie on the No Spoon podcast. Um, so very, uh, pretty well known, uh, big company. Um, they tried to hire Steven Crowder that didn't go through Steven Crowder kind of outed them and I'm glad he did. And, uh, they had Candace Owens on their roster. She was already pretty, uh, well known and Candace Owens in, uh, in response, basically this tweet is, um, in response to the, uh, Israel Hamas conflict. And she quoted, Uh, the Bible. She said, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the children of God. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are ye when men shall revile you and persecute you and shall say all manner of evil against you falsely for my sake. And it says, No one can serve two masters. Either you will hate the one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. So, Pretty str- I mean, if you're a conservative, especially a, uh, you know, if you're a, a high profile um, conservative, that's not really some controversial tweet. You're quoting Jesus. OK, so this is what uh, this is what Ben Shapiro's response to that tweet was. 
He said, Candace, if you feel that taking money from the Daily Wire somehow comes between you and God, by all means, quit. <laughs> so Ben Shapiro is not happy that Candace Owens is out here, uh, out here uh, quoting Jesus. And if any of you guys don't know, I mean, I would, I would recommend um, checking out full disclosure. Full disclosure. Uh, uh, okay, I, I am. Uh, I am biased. I do not like Ben Shapiro very much at all. I find him to be very off-putting. He definitely, in my opinion, has short man syndrome. He's got a really nasally voice, and he talks like he knows everything, and it just drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, and he got famous. He got famous for debating twenty-year-olds who didn't know what gender they were. Okay, so don't get me wrong. He was right about most of the topics or all of the topics that he was debating them on but come on that's kind of a that's kind of a uh that's kind of an easy easy gig there you know um i i appreciate it when he when he debated chunk chunk yogurt and uh some of the other people but uh you know i just i just think that he can be very off-putting um so and then candace owens responded to ben shapiro's tweet and he said you are utterly out of line for suggesting that i cannot quote biblical scripture the bible is not about you so i thought you know i think uh you know i certainly uh wouldn't uh agree with everything that candace owens says just like i wouldn't agree with everything that stephen crowder says or a lot of these people um, but I mean, Ben Shapiro is basically telling her to quit. And the thing of it is, it's like you had mentioned, uh, before the show, according to her contract, she probably can't just quit. So Ben Shapiro, you know, the daily wire probably has some, some, uh, clause in the contract where she wouldn't be able to do her own podcast or she wouldn't be oh, able yeah. to do they this or that. They definitely have a no compete clause in her contract. So if she does actually quit the daily wire, she won't be able to work in news for however many years they have written in. Yeah. So I don't know. It seems a little slimy to me. Like I said, I'm biased. I don't like Ben Shapiro very much. I used to watch him pretty much every day. And even then I didn't like him. It was just, he had, he had a high production quality yeah. podcast and he, he, he covered runs, a lot of the news that he, I was interested in. He runs through the news cycle really well. It's just yeah. that the way he talks is just like, mm, you know, I don't know. Somebody needs to teach that guy a lesson. Yeah. My, my final comment on that story would be Candace, Owen's last tweet that I saw in the thread, Christ is King. Yes. Oh, yes, definitely. And she was on uh, T- Tucker Carlson uh, last night, I think. And so they were talking about it. So um, check that out. But uh, I love that. That's the that's about the best response. And I wonder how mad I wonder how mad that tweet made Ben Shapiro. You can't oh. say you can't say Christ is King. No. <laughs> yeah. And uh, for for those interested on um, Ben Shapiro's take on Jesus Christ, go back and watch him on Joe Rogan. Okay, he'll tell you. He'll tell you his tell opinion. You exactly. Yeah, his opinion on Jesus Christ, and uh, you might be surprised. Right? He seems like a friend uh, to the Christian conservative movement. And certainly, I would say that there's a place for companies like Daily Wire. I don't think everybody needs to to agree with me on everything, but let's be careful about who we let into our tent and who we let under our umbrella for our movement. You know what I mean? And we might want to rethink the whole Ben Shapiro one. So, our next story here: we've got the uh, we've got the president of Turkey, Erdogan, in response to uh, the Israel-Hamas conflict. I'm going to play this video. Um, I'm not sure what uh, 
he's not speaking in English, so I'm going to play the video. But this is um, in the uh, Turkey parliament, and um, I will translate what he is saying. And it is a pretty, uh, pretty ominous uh, sign in uh, in regards to the the conflict in the Middle East. So. He says, hey, Israel, you have an atomic bomb, a nuclear bomb, and you are making threats with this. We know this. And your end is near. <laughs> you can have as many nuclear bombs as you want. You can have whatever you want, but you're on your way out. So, yeah, I mean... You know, politicians and, uh, you know, high profile uh, political commentary uh, people from all over the world will speak, you know, um, with a with a form of authority. Um, but I would say it, uh, with everything that's happening right now, um, this uh, this is definitely newsworthy um, and it's something to keep an eye on. And uh, when we uh, when we talk about our in involvement. It's just something to, to think about, right? We've got Turkey, we've got Lebanon, we've got Iran. Um, we've got different countries in the Middle East. And again, you know, regardless, you don't have to pick a side. You, you can. Um, certainly, you know, there are uh, moral imperatives involved. But when it comes to political um, decisions, um, I would say that that's something that it should be uh, in the, the best interest of the American citizen. And so um, that kind of goes along. A report along. like that usually wouldn't get me too worried because this is very common Middle East rhetoric towards Israel. But it just does seem like they're building up a squad right, right. now of people that are all saying it at the exact same time and look like they're mobilizing. So normally mm. rhetoric like this, you know, you in one year out the other but it does really seem like they're getting ready right about now definitely yeah i mean there's something to be said like how long has iran's uh ayatollah been calling israel the little satan in america the great satan um and so but that's that doesn't necessarily mean that it should be taken lightly especially in a time like like right now, now. Yeah. um with what's happening over there and uh that kind of ties into our last story here um so this is out of zero hedge uh, the headline is Boeing expands missile factory to support America's endless war. Um, so uh, it says three weeks following the announcement by the U.S. military to deploy additional missile defense systems across the Middle East amidst soaring fears that the Israel-Hamas war could spill over into a regional war with Iran, Boeing releases a statement on Monday that it has started to expand its missile factory in Huntsville, Alabama. So again, you know, um, I would say certainly um, we want our products to be made here. I think it's great that we have Boeing um, as a U.S. company. Um, I will say that I, I, I believe that there is a military industrial um, uh, what's the word I'm searching for? Yeah, the military-industrial complex, um, and I believe that there are certain uh, people in political office that are involved in that, that are um, trying to make money off of things like this. You have, you've, you've always had these 
powerful elite that fund both sides of these wars and they make money off of it right so um again that's just something to i would say just bear in mind um, when we talk about our involvement that's why a lot of people are non-interventionalists like ron paul i do think it's i do think it's important for america to have the strongest military in the world i will say that um i think it was teddy roosevelt who said speak softly and carry a big stick and i believe in that but you can't forget the first part speak softly right um and speaking softly doesn't mean um getting involved everywhere um and so um again i think it's you know it's great that we are um you know making our own missiles and uh you know it certainly it would be it would be better than buying our missiles from china or russia right but uh we're gonna if, if we're gonna be shipping them um to different countries like i think jordan it says uh down here in the end of the article um we're gonna be shipping some of our missiles to jordan so you know i think we can we can probably guess what that's going to be used for um, and yeah, so, two pluses on this. I would say American jobs, which is awesome. Right. Um, and B, I know our military stockpile has gotten severely diminished since we've been sending all of these arms everywhere. While I'm not necessarily excited that they're expanding their plane, it'll be good to have our reserves stocked up, but we shouldn't be sending them anywhere. Right. If, yeah, and especially if, if they were being put in our reserves, I would be much more um you know supportive but i think i think these are going to be sent to the middle east um and so hopefully hopefully not all of them hopefully they're expanding their missile factory um you know i'm sure obviously some of them will be sent um across seas but hopefully some of them we keep in our reserves right for uh if we if we need them here at home for defense for the American citizens. Um, so I think that should be priority number one when it comes to um, any you know military expansion. It should be to keep the people here at home safe. Um, and uh, beyond that, I think there's a real question to be um, asked about uh, the involvement. So that's all we got for you guys tonight. John, was there anything else you wanted to add? Nope, I think I'll stick with Christ is King, and we are keeping the J6ers in our thoughts and prayers. Hope you boys get out soon. Um, terrible what they're doing to you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yes, you guys are in our prayers. And um, make sure you guys uh, like and uh, subscribe to the channel. And uh, let's see. We need a comment. What should What should people comment on? Oh, hey, who do you guys think is going to be the actual presidential candidate for the democrats especially right. with the new dnc rules about how if someone drops out after the convention they basically get to just nominate whoever they want so who do you guys think is going to be the next nominee for the democrats there you go that's a good one all right guys have a good night we'll see you on saturday